0: Hello and welcome to another Summit Sports Podcast for Skis.com and Snowboards.com. On this podcast, I'm going to talk to Steve, the Ski EO and Ski Buyer here at Summit Sports, as well as Jenna, our snowboard buyer, about the benefits of skiing in the spring. After a long and cold winter, we're finally starting to see some warmer weather, but don't put those skis and snowboards away just yet. Here's why.
1: Actually, spring skiing is what I really wait for and live for. Um, I have skied a number of times so far this year, Steve, but uh, they've been mostly for work. My two ski vacations are actually coming up. One is next week, the uh, second week in March, and the second one is the second week in April. So those are my vacation ski trips.
0: Okay. And are you staying in the Midwest or going out West?
1: Going out West. Both trips are to Deer Valley. Um, My favorite place is Park City to go, and we have a place in Deer Valley, which is awesome.
0: Okay. Well, tell me about spring skiing out, out west.
1: So, spring skiing out west is much more comfortable. You know, one of the biggest benefits, obviously, is the weather. Uh, it's warm, you need to wear a lot less clothing, usually a, a light shell, you don't need an insulated jacket, and a couple layers is more than enough. You don't need neck warmers and balacabas and all the things that uh, keep you warm in the, in the cold days. It's usually just very comfortably 35 to 40 degrees in the afternoon.
0: As far as it being warm like that, you wear less. I tend to you know, take off the hats, sometimes the gloves, anything we should be aware of. Like...
1: Well, some people take a lot more off. You do see oh, people yeah. <laughs> skiing in bikinis and shorts and short sleeve shirts very often.
0: What about any danger to that?
1: Your, your ability to get burned and a bad burn on snow is actually greater than on the beach because you get the reflection off the snow. So it's really important for sunscreen on any part of your skin that's exposed, particularly your nose and cheeks and facial area.
0: Is there a problem with getting colder because it's warmer and you're sweating more?
1: Uh, That can happen, especially if you get one of the colder spring days because you will, will sweat typically more. That's why it's really important to wear base layers and other layers that have wicking properties so it can pull the moisture away from your skin.
0: I've been known to, in warm weather, pull off my goggles and put on a good pair of sunglasses. You recommend I do that or no?
1: Yeah, actually, I always bring my sunglasses along with my goggles. You need goggles with a dark tint lens so that you get low light transmission through it. And then you need a pair of glasses, typically at lunch, because you almost always eat your lunches outside in the spring. Uh, You know, you're going to pull out the sunglasses because it's pretty bright out there and wear those. And often you'll even ski with them in the later half of the day when it gets warmer.
0: Now, most of the time, I'm kind of a first chair up kind of guy when it comes to skiing. Uh, you don't recommend that for spring?
1: No and uh, you know typically in January and February you do want to get on one of the early chairs because the snow's the best in the morning either you're getting powder or fresh corduroy you know and it and degrades towards the end of the day but spring skiing's the opposite typically you don't really want to go out first thing because the tracks that were created or even the corduroy that's created is really hard in the morning because it's frozen overnight so you want to wait for the snow to soften up I typically don't go out in the spring till after 10 and usually about 11 or 12 is when the runs get really nice and when it gets gets a little bit softer it's sort of a corn snow it's really easy to scan. It's a little slower than regular snow but it's very easy to carve uh, very comfortably to turn on it requires very little effort.
0: So we can sleep in then? Yeah exactly. Okay. But uh, then you
1: t- we typically ski later so usually what we'll do is we'll get a later breakfast we'll have a little later lunch sometimes don't eat lunch till 1.30 or 2 and that might be the end of the day and then we just kind of sit out on the patio Um, and have a beer or a glass of wine, and then take the last chairlift up to get the last ride down.
0: Okay. Are there anything that we should be aware of? Because it is spring, it is getting warmer. You tend to see some areas where you might see brown, some grass. Anything that we should be aware of? Yeah, there are more rocks, and you don't want to
1: necessarily bring your best set of skis if you've got a second pair. Uh, Because you will have more exposed. But typically most of the resorts now make snow in the areas where they have problems like towards the bottom and stuff like that. So nowadays it's much better than it used to be. Typically you're not going to have things that are popping out of the snow that are unmarked. Usually they'll mark them with with sticks and, and other types of warning devices.
0: Okay. Now this year has been exceptionally cold. And we're hoping that it gets a little bit warmer for spring. People who may have wanted to learn how to ski this season may have held off. Should they should they take a lesson? Should they go now or should they wait till next year?
1: So let me tell you a story.
0: So when I went to go uh,
1: prepare to uh, uh, propose to my wife, she was not a skier. And it was imperative to me that she learned to ski. So it was really a condition of marriage, as I've talked about on other podcasts right. as well. Um, and she said, fine, but there were two, two things that had to happen. One is she had to be warm and two is she had to like it. So I stacked the deck and I took her to Steamboat Springs at the end of March when I knew it would be warm and I knew it would be beautiful and she loved it. So, you know, my advice is absolutely that was the first time she really skied in a real mountain environment and she got better fast because she got seven days of skiing as opposed to a weekend and she absolutely loved it. So it's a great time to learn to ski.
0: So then we swapped out Steve the Ski Buyer for Jenna the Snowboard Buyer, and I started off by asking about cheaper lift tickets in the spring. Was that a myth, or can you actually get discounted lift tickets?
2: A lot of places will, um, you know, they'll change their rates for the spring, for late spring. Um, Deal sites like Liftopia offer, you know, some even better deals. Sometime you might get, you know, you might be able to find lodging thrown in just because it's late in the season, just to try to get more people out to the hill still.
0: Okay, but in the Midwest, you can only go so far. So is there really a difference between skiing Midwest and West, or do they kind of end around the same time?
2: Uh, generally out west, they tend to have a little bit longer season. I mean, there's places like Utah that have an excellent uh, spring, you know, have great spring conditions still. A lot of places out west tend to have that longer season. Some will have a limit as to how long they can stay open, uh, based on the forest services, and you know other restrictions. You know, out out in the Midwest, yeah, I mean, you generally will make it through March, maybe the first week into April. Um, certain resorts, kind of, it depends. You know, some resorts where they've got um, golf courses, or you know, we've got one near us that has a water park, so you know they'll stay open as long as possible um, until they can open that golf course and you know kind of transfer the the customers over to that.
0: As a snowboarder you mentioned that it might be good for beginners to learn around the springtime. Why? why is that?
2: I think spring is an ideal time for people to learn or people who are maybe apprehensive about going Um, you know I know Steve talked a little bit about the fact that you don't have to bundle up quite as much so it is a more comfortable experience but especially with snowboarders I mean as all of us know, you know the first day or two, you are you are fallen, you are on the ground. Obviously, taking a lesson, you know, makes that a little bit easier. But um, you are spending some time on the ground, and with the softer conditions, you're not dealing with ice, you're not dealing with as hard packed snow. Um, you know, it tends to be more forgiving. You know, uh, it's it's slower as well. You know, when the snow gets a little bit slushy, a little bit wet. You know, it's a little bit stickier on your board. It tends to slow you down a little bit. So sometimes for when you're learning, you're starting off, um, it does help a little bit in terms of making it just an easier experience all around.
0: We've had a very freezing cold winter, which has frozen up the lakes a lot. Is this going to, how, are we gonna be able to ski and snowboard you think later on in the season, even if it, we have a regular average temperature spring?
2: I think the biggest thing this year is that we got a lot of snowfall early, and the temperatures were cold enough early for a lot of people to make snow, so um, resorts by us or um, out east even, you know, places like Killington, I mean, they were cranking out uh, snow you know, pretty early and, and making sure that they had this good solid base so that they can go a little bit longer than, you know, normally they would, so even by us, I think as things start to warm up, I think the snow will stick around for a while.
0: The temperature may be rising, but there is still plenty of opportunity to get out to the mountain and spend another few days skiing or snowboarding. I'd like to thank Steve and Jenna here at Summit Sports for coming on to the podcast today. Check out some of our great end-of-the-season deals on skis.com and snowboards.com, and thanks for listening to the Summit Sports Podcast for skis.com and snowboards.com.